I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. It is hump day, and it is December 7th. And if you were thinking, oh, Jesse's probably going to do something on Pearl Harbor today, you would be correct. If you want a little bit more than the standard December 7th, 1941 talk that you'll get most of the day, you're going to get a little more about an hour from now. We're going to do a big background for those who may not know. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you won't about Pearl Harbor. What was the point of all that? What was going on in the world? I might do I might do a half hour worth of history an hour from now. So buckle up on that. We have something else really cool coming tonight. Get this. Clay Martin. He was a Green Beret forever and a Marine Corps scout sniper and just one of those super studs. He's coming on in like uh, 30, 35 minutes from now, and he's going to break down some of the differences. Why are there all these different, why are different special, there's fifth group and there's seventh group, and that why are there different, I don't understand what these words mean. He's going to break some things down for us. We're going to talk about the election from last night. I'm going to get to that here in just a moment. We have great news. 
maybe some terrible news, and we have America's new religion, and all that and more is to come tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. But I want to address the big thing, which is the election last night in Georgia. Raphael Warnock defeats Herschel Walker, beats him pretty soundly. Democrats now have a 51 to 49 advantage in the Senate. And maybe, maybe today you're feeling pretty down. Maybe you went into last night and you thought to yourself, woohoo, maybe we'll even out in the Senate stalemate gridlock. And then you woke up today and thought, oh no, Democrats have the votes and it sucks. And okay, all right, that's, that's. Let me attempt to make you feel better in my own way. Let's pause on that. Pause on all, all that stuff for a moment. Put that in your back pocket. Let me envision this scenario with you. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture you are sitting in the corner of a room. It's a big room. 30 by 30, all right? So it's a big room. And you're sitting in the corner on the floor. You're on the floor in the room, and you have your hands tied behind your back, and your feet are out in front of you, and they're tied together as well. So you're stuck there in the corner, and you're basically helpless. And there is a bad man in the other corner of the room, and he says, I'm coming to beat you up. And you're looking around for help, and you think, oh, man, jeez, okay, could someone help? And out comes this guy, huge dude, looks like he's going to be tough as nails, and he steps in between you and the bad man, and he looks at you and says, don't worry, rely on me, I'm going to protect you. And the bad man across the room charges at you, and the, the big guy who stepped in between, he steps in between and says, no. And he, he puts his hands on the bad guy, but he slows him down, actually, for just a minute. And then he gets thrown out of the way, and the bad guy runs, and he just starts beating the crap out of you. And eventually he stops and goes back to his corner. And you're sitting there, and gosh, you got a bloody nose. And oh, man, that, he hit me in the eye. And man, I feel like I might have cracked a rib. And you look up at the tough guy who said he was going to protect you, and you say, hey, man, I thought, I thought you were going to protect me what what's wrong and he says oh man i'm sorry i tried I, I i think i sprained an ankle my fault next time though i got you bud if he tries that again he's going down he's never gonna touch you and then the bad guy once again charges across that room and this time the guy the big bad dude in between you he puts his hands out and he just gets smacked in the face and he falls to his knees and says, oh no, my nose. And the bad guy gets clear across the room and starts punching you and kicking you again. And then eventually you got both eyes are black and the nose is broken. Half your ears hanging off. And you look at the guy once again who said he was going to protect you. And you said, bro, you said it was a sprained ankle. You said you had him the next time. What, what, what happened there? And then the bad guy says, I'm coming to beat you up again. And this time, the big bad guy who was supposed to protect you, he says, hey, man, uh, I'm a little gassed. I'm going to take a week off. I'm going to step out of the room. So he walks away, and now it's just you and the bad man. Let me ask you something. Does him walking away make any difference at all? What, what did you gain by having him there? 
Oh, he sounded good. He said all the right things. Gosh, he looked good. Man, he looked like he was ready to fight. But in practice, he didn't he didn't help you out at all. I mean, for maybe half a second, he slowed the bad guy down before he could get to you. But are you any better off sitting there with your lips hanging off your face? No, he didn't help you out one bit. So, yeah, it sucks you're still stuck in there with the bad man who's going to keep beating the crap out of you, but... Does it matter if the, quote, good guy's in there with you or not? You're really upset today that we don't have the United States Senate? Do you think that if we had a 51-49 Republican advantage in the Senate, anything would change in any significant way in the country? Do I need to remind you? Do I need to remind you that trillion-dollar bill after trillion-dollar bill under Trump and then Joe Biden was voted on by many, in some cases most, of Republican senator after Republican senator after Republican senator? Are you enjoying all that inflation? Are you enjoying the fact you can't afford anything anymore? Congratulations. Republican senators are as responsible for that as Democrat senators. Do I need to remind you, in the wake of the horrific school shooting in Ubaldi, when the communists did exactly what they do every time, they look at dead bodies and they cheer, they say, nice, that means we can grab guns, and they immediately start going after guns and saying, it's all about the guns, we got a gun grab here and gun grab there. Do I need to remind you that not only did Republicans betray you, Republican senators, The head Republican cheese in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, got up behind a microphone and publicly tasked the Republicans in the Senate to betray you. He did it to your face and 15 of them, not one, not two, not five, 15 Republican senators walked right across the aisle, gave you the middle finger and voted with the communists to take away more of your gun rights. Please don't tell me you're sitting there today bummed out because we don't have the United States Senate. There ain't no we, you, me. We were never going to get the United States Senate. Some losers that call themselves Republicans may have been in control of it, but they're not fighting for us. They're the controlled opposition. I woke up today, maybe you can call me cynical, maybe you can call me jaded. I woke up today, same as you did, rolled over, oh, Raphael Warnock won, and I said, oh, I don't care. It means nothing to me. Call me when there's an anti-communist party interested in stopping these people, and that anti-communist party loses, then I'll care. Then I'll care. Yeah, I wanted Walker to win. Of course I wanted Walker to win over Warnock. But how upset am I that we don't have the gavel in the Senate? Not at all. Let's be honest about who's really on our side and who's not on our side. Why are you upset? Why are you down in the dumps? Look, it's the same with the House of Representatives, too, to be frank. We're supposed to have this big majority But instead, we just had this tiny little majority. Kevin McCarthy might not even be speaker. All is lost. I don't know. What did you think a big GOP majority was going to do? Besides send more money to Ukraine that's unaccounted for, what what did you think the GOP is going to do? 
I should note that GOP leadership has already it's already signaled that they will not stop a dime from going to Ukraine. And no, we're not going to have any more accountability for it. So as your money continues to flood into Venezuela, because that's where military arms that we've sent to Ukraine is currently being found, do you really expect me to cry and whine that we don't have a bigger majority in the House? Who cares? Legal and local. That's how we save the country. So there's no Republican majority in the Senate. Like I give a crap. All right. Talk to a GOP. Well, then we're not going to talk to a GOP guy. We're going to talk to a Green Beret in about 30 minutes. So now we're going to do Pearl Harbor about 45 minutes from now. The latest and greatest out of New York. How many times have I been warning? Pay attention to New York. Pay attention to New York. We're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Before we talk about any of that, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about the fact that we now have a chalk box. <laughs> you see, from now on, when the losers in the GOP Senate screw us over again, and when they're asked about it and they say, I'm sorry, the, the media would have been mad at me, we are going to send them the brand new male vitality stack chalk box. Now, you're already taking a male vitality stack. I know that because you don't want to be a low T weenie natural herbal supplements, not more chemical filth in your body, natural herbal supplements, 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. Ladies, I know you're already taking a female vitality stack, but sadly, the United States Senate is not. And so they clearly need a little boost. Chalk's going to provide it for them. I don't think Chalk is going to give them 35% off a subscription like they give you though. So Go to choq.com, promo code JESSE, and get yours today. Get a subscription because you save so much money. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, on a hump day. Green Beret coming up in 10 minutes. Pearl Harbor talk for a half hour from now. It's just... It's going to be such a fun show. Just, just one more thing. You're mad about the. You're mad that we don't have the Senate today. You're mad that this guy isn't the Senate Majority yeah. Leader. Yeah, I would respond by saying today we gave the gold medal to the heroes of January 6th. <laughs> we admire and respect them. They laid their lives on the line, and that's why we gave a gold medal today to the heroes of January 6th. They laid their. They laid their lives on the line. When, when did they do that? When they were shooting Ashley Babbitt in the neck for being unarmed? Is that when they laid, laid their lives on? Where's her gold medal? You're really upset that that guy doesn't have control of the Senate? Well, I'm not. I don't give a crap. That guy doesn't deserve control of the Senate. All right. I, we're we're going to bring up uh, something. I can't tell what I'm looking at. With Elon Musk and Twitter and the FBI and James Baker and all these things, I'm going to bring that up about uh, right after we get done talking to Clay. I'm going to bring that up, but I want to come back to something I've been saying over and over and over and over and over again that you really, really, really need to understand if your area can be salvaged or if your area cannot be salvaged. And 
Keep in mind, it doesn't make you a tough guy or a tough girl if you say, I love my area and I don't care how much it's broken. I'm never leaving. Now, you can stay your go. It's not, I'm not your dad. I'm not in charge of you. But do right by yourself and do right by your family and do the hardest thing in the world. I know it's the hardest thing in the world for me, so it probably is for you. Be honest with yourself. It's very, very hard to be honest with yourself. I have had many, many times in my life where I've had to take an honest assessment of myself. I didn't like what I saw. You remember I've told you this story before. I actually did go to a real university right out of high school, Montana State University. It was right there in my town of Bozeman, Montana. It's what everyone did. You got to go to college, right? And all that ridiculous stuff. And I went, I went, to Boz, I went to Bozeman Senior High and then right into Montana State University. And I got a 0.0 grade point average the first semester of college. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a very fun semester. But at the end of that year, I had to do one of the hardest things in the world. I had to take an honest assessment of myself and who I was. And I didn't like what I saw. And that's when I went and joined the Marines. Decided whoever I was looking at in the mirror needed to grow up a little bit. But it's not just yourself. That, 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 that's, it's difficult to have an honest assessment of yourself. But an honest assessment of people and places you love. Let me ask you something right now. Just look, just, just you and me talking. You don't have to send me an email and let me know, but just, just you and me talking. Let me ask you something. Do you have a friend, maybe a longtime friend, or this is even harder. Do you maybe have a family member, brother, sister, mother, father, son, daughter, cousin, aunt, uncle, who is toxic? And you know someone's toxic. You know how you know? Whenever you talk to them, it's almost universal. Whenever you talk to them, whenever you get done talking to them, you feel like crap. Almost everyone has someone like that in their life. Do you have someone like that in your life? There's always some new drama, some new disaster, some new this, some new that. Every single time. And when you get done, you just feel like you need a shower or, or a glass of bourbon every time you get done talking to them. Let me ask you. Have you ever had an honest assessment of whether or not that person should be cut out of your life? Whether you should remove that person from your life? That gets hard, right? When it comes to especially longtime friends, all these memories. What if it's a family member? What if it's your sister? That's hard, isn't it? It gets very, very hard when you talk about places as well. You know that I'm a notoriously cold person. Um, I have basically no feelings whatsoever. That's what the, the wife likes to say. But I will tell you this, I, because I've moved around so much, we moved 10 times in 10 years at one point in time, moved all over the country, back, forth, north, east, south, west, I've, I've lived everywhere. I, whenever I'm walking out of a place, a, a home specifically, or an apartment if that's where I lived, and a town, I don't get all weepy, but I get a little bit nostalgic. It's natural. That's where we ate breakfast as a family. Oh, don't you remember that's where we used to hang out with the so-and-so? Oh, remember all the great times we had? Remember we wouldn't watch, I wouldn't watch, we used to watch the Giants in that bar. Do you remember that? It's hard to walk away from that, especially with history there. 
Have you seen the latest news out of New York? Are you ready to have maybe a difficult, honest assessment of where you're at? New York City shelter fired a woman for warning somebody that there was a transgender serial killer in there. Jury finds Trump organization guilty of tax fraud. We have a brand. New York has a brand. Oh, you sure do. Kansas doesn't have a brand. Yes, you do. Your brand is that you're gone. We're going to talk to Clay Martin, then we'll bring up that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about Elon Musk stuff, then Pearl Harbor. But first, we're going to talk about your feet. No, please, please, hold on. Don't send me pictures of your feet. All right? Dude, I know there are some weird people out there. I'm aware of this. I don't understand this fascination with feet. I don't want to see your feet. I do, however, want you to take care of your feet. That doesn't just involve what kind of running shoes you have. What do you wear at work? What do you wear at school? What do you, what do you wear at home? You walk around barefoot, maybe just some flip-flops. Why don't you get some my slippers and get real support for your feet, which are your everything, and get my slippers when they're $90 off right now? Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and you can get my slippers for $49.98 a pair right now. They're even selling mattress toppers as low as $99.99. Oh my gosh, the MyPillow mattress topper. You just you sink into it. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Use the promo code JESSE. Or you can call 800-845-0544. Take care of your feet. Take care of your bed. Do it now. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday night, and I got a question. I like to answer your questions whenever you email them in, but I got a question I am grossly unqualified to answer. Somebody wrote in and asked me, apparently he's been geeking out on Special Forces stuff, Green Berets, and he asked me, what's with the different groups? Why are there different groups? Do the different groups have different roles? I don't understand. This stuff fascinates people, and I thought, well... We should probably call one of those super ninjas and get him in here. Joining me now, now author Clay Martin. He's been giving us how-to guides on how to survive and has a brand new book out that we will get to here in a couple minutes. But Clay Martin was a Marine back when he was a man, scout, sniper, and recon. And then he abandoned us like a traitor and became a Green Beret for a long time. So he's basically the toughest person who's ever walked. Clay Martin. Why are there different special forces groups? What's wrong with you guys? I don't know if we should say the toughest, maybe the dumbest, because I did it twice. Okay, are you a made man in this service? Yeah. Well, why don't you give all that up and go somewhere else? It's a great idea. Okay, fantastic. All right. Uh, his question is, he's specifically asking about special forces groups, which is our organization, or the different branches of special forces uh, organizations? He actually asked both. He doesn't understand. Oh. People don't understand. They hear this group. They hear this. They don't understand gotcha. how to separate it out in the minds of a civilian. Break it down like we're stupid, Clay. What is it? All right. Now, the uh, the overall organization for Army Special Forces Green Berets is called a group, which I think has something to do with our uh, disdain for uniforms. They're like, what's a, what's a gaggle-sounding thing that could actually be a military formation? Like, a group. Hey, how about a group? <laughs> so that's that's overall what, uh, what a Special Forces guy, an actual Special Forces dude in the Army is in. He's in a group. And there's, uh, there's five of them that are active. Now, they actually are all different. 
Uh, because a, a unique thing about our mission set is we're required to speak the language to the uh, area that we go to. So because of that, all of our groups have what we call a regional alignment. So if you speak Spanish, for instance, for us, you're going to seventh group, you'll cover South America, or you might learn Portuguese also, you'll go to uh, you know, Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, that kind of thing. Uh, if you're an Arabic speaker, you go to fifth group and you go to the Middle East, um, and so on and so forth. So we all have different uh, regional alignments. Now that kind of got a little screwy during the uh, the war on terror, because everybody rotated through that theater, but... Basically, that's how it works for a special force group. You're supposed to know the language and the culture of generally the area that you're working in. Okay. Now, Clay, hold on, let me pause here for one second. Let me see if I understand this right. So there are guys, there are Green Berets, and they get to hang out in Brazil while other guys have to go to Yemen. Do I have that right, Clay? <laughs> that is exactly right. The, uh, the smart guys either go to uh, Brazil. Uh, they can also be in 10th group and cover Europe and go to uh, Switzerland and hang out in the ski lodge. Uh, oh. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then us, Our, us, us dumb guys that maybe I mean, ex-jarheads and things like that, we go to a uh, third group so we can cover Africa and uh, all the oh. fun stuff that happens there. Or you can go to a fifth group, the other uh, dog face killers, and go to uh, Yemen, Iraq. That, that fun stuff. That's always super cool. That's a good time. Clay, answer me this. You say you're required to speak the language. How do you do that? I, how do you get guys to speak a language? Learning a new language is difficult, especially if you're stupid. How do you... Well, I know Green Rays aren't stupid, but I could never learn one. How, how do you get someone... Well, uh, do they have some sweet school? Tell people, how do you get someone to speak the language? It's, a, it's actually a requirement for, uh, for us to be qualified. Uh, so the last phase that we go to is language school for uh, for a period of time. And uh, I think they also do it last because otherwise guys would just quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you've already, you've already done like, you know, the physically hard stuff, you got your little badge and stuff, but before you can get your, uh, your hats and be fully qualified, you have to go to a language school. Uh, so it's based on your, uh, your intelligence score, which is a you know, GT score for the, uh, for the military. It's like an IQ test. So if you're really good at language adaptability, you get some really hard, like, Chinese, Arabic, uh, something like that. If you're, uh, you know, kind of a rock, or uh, as we would say, a weapons sergeant, kind of, uh, <laughs> you're not the brightest. You get something easy like, uh, like French, which is relatively easy to learn, or uh, Russian, which is relatively easy to learn. But yeah, for like four to six months, all day long, you're in a little classroom with. Uh, they've hired all these native speakers, and I uh, use hanging out, going to uh, basically university to learn some weird language that writes backwards. Gosh, that is incredible. That is incredible. Speaking with Clay Martin, uh, now he's an author, world-renowned author, but he was a Green Beret, Marine. Okay, Clay, now everyone knows about your books, and I want you to tell people again the two how-to books you've written for people, nonfiction on basic things people can do. So I want you to mention those, but then I want to bring up this new quote fiction book you have. First of all, what are the, what are, what are the two how-to manuals before we get to the new one? That's uh, Concrete Jungle and Prairie Fire written for the city guys and the country guys, respectively. Concrete Jungle and Prairie Fire, okay? No matter where you currently are, these are good how-to books from someone who knows on basic preparations you need to be making. If that stuff interests you, Concrete Jungle and Prairie Fire by Clay Martin. Now, what is this wrath of Wendigo? Who's, who's Wendigo, Clay? I was reading through this. Please tell me this is, this is a fiction, right? It's uh, absolutely fiction. Um, yes, yes, that would never be written in a serious tone. Uh, mm -hmm. 
because uh, it needed to be fiction, and those are the things that it uh, covered. Basically, yeah, the premise of the story is uh, in a hypothetical place, not where we live. Uh, basically, after like an election is stolen, it comes out there's all these like satanic pedophiles running the gun with crazy stuff. Uh, these dudes decide to uh, start an insurgency and uh, and break a little piece off of this fictional nation, uh, so that they can you know live like. I don't know, close to the Constitution as written by our founders, uh, maybe their founders, uh, you know, George Jefferson and, uh, you know, Thomas Washington. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of basically the premise. Okay. Uh, I would highly recommend people go buy The Wrath of Wendigo. It's wherever they can get it wherever books are sold, right, Clay? Correct. Yeah. yeah mostly, R- that one's mostly on Amazon, but it's available in some of the bookstores as well. The 100% fiction Wrath of Wendigo. Totally fiction. Okay, now I actually need to circle back to something you brought up about the Green Berets and Special Forces Group, and you brought up Switzerland. Now, the ski lodge sounds very nice, but it also occurs to me as someone who grew up in the mountains of Montana that it would absolutely suck to get assigned to the place where your assignments are cold, snowy mountains. That sounds awful to me, Clay. It, it actually is. Let's, let's be totally honest. You're going to eventually pay for that ski lodge by like going over to Norway and uh, doing whatever they do. Like, hey, we're camping in tents. It's minus 50. Like, that is a little bit of the, uh, you know, the backside of that. Uh, yeah, that would be awful. I mean, one thing I think no matter what we think of this Ukraine war thing, uh, going into winter, that is going to be such a miserable time for both sides. I mean, it's, it's unbelievably awful. Clay, what is, obviously you've been all over the world and fought in many different places. What's the one place Clay Martin doesn't want to fight in? I know you probably don't want to fight in anywhere, but what's the worst where if you found out, hey, Clay, we're calling you back up and you're going here to this environment, what's the one you don't want to go to? You want my absolute honest answer? Yes. Missouri. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Why? Southern Missouri is uh, is all like the terrible hilly terrain that's steep and jagged and stuff. Uh, it's covered in vegetation in the summer, and it's so hot and humid. I mean, incredibly hot and humid. But then it flips a switch as soon as winter comes. They actually have ski resorts in Missouri. And it becomes like this god-awful winter that still actually catches some lake effect uh, out of like Ohio and Indiana. So they get mountains of snow and it's cold. That would be the, honest to God, like the one place in the world I wouldn't want to fight the natives. It's southern Missouri. Southern Missouri. He is Clay Martin. He is one of us. He has a brand new fiction book out there called Wrath of Wendigo. Go pick it up. Clay, my brother, I appreciate you, man. Semper Fi. All right. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Semper Fi. Dude is awesome. I remember the first time we had him on the show. Because Clay doesn't care. I mean, he just does not care. He's hey. He, uh, I asked him about the first time he killed a guy, and he just explained it in detail. He said, "No, no, no. I was shooting a seven six two, and he went. Remember when he did this, Chris? He said, and he went down like the fist of God hit him. It was just great. <laughs> I love Clay. He's our people, man. All right, quit. We have more to get to. We have, I mean, terrible stuff and wonderful stuff. It's going to be a great show. You know what? Don't forget about 10, 15 minutes from now, we're going to talk Pearl Harbor extensively on Pearl Harbor. We can do a little Pearl Harbor talk. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's talk about the air you breathe. And no, I'm not talking about that wonderful Hollies song. Man, that is a great song. Chris, we need to mix that song in the road. To- the air that I breathe? You don't know that song by the Hollies? You know what, Chris? Next segment, we're coming back to the air that I breathe.
Not song made. Whether what's that song written by the people who created Eden Pure Thunderstorm? I don't know, but I do know the Eden Pure Thunderstorm kills the viruses and mold in your home or in your studio. We have six of them. I have three in the studio, three at the house. They're selling three packs now for two hundred dollars off. Go to EdenPureDeals.com right now and get yourself a three-pack of Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Promo code JESSE3. That's JESSE in the number three. That's how you get the deal. EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE3. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Almost done with hour one already on the Jesse Kelly Show. I told you it was going to be a great night. 15 minutes from now, a little Pearl Harbor talk. Maybe you need a little Pearl Harbor 101. Going to give you some backstory on Pearl Harbor and some of the things that happened there. But I want to get back to this really quickly before I move on to a couple other things. I brought up earlier the transsexual serial killer. And a woman got fired for mentioning, ah, this is a problem. And I brought up the jury finding the Trump organization guilty of tax fraud, a New York jury. I do want to remind you that she's not going to jail for this. This is just going to be one big fine, 17 counts, conspiracy, so on and so forth. But it's a criminal court jury in New York. What does this have to do with you? What does this have to do with you and your honest self-assessment? Well, let me ask you something. Do you have any level of state protection right now? You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. I don't, I don't care. I want you to be honest. But Jesse, I remember I, my, we, when I was dating my wife, we would go have coffee in that coffee shop. No, no, I know. I, I know. I got it. I understand the memories. I understand what it's like to develop attachments to a place. I, I totally get it. That's not what I asked. What I'm asking you is this. You understand that you have some sort of a footprint in society, right? Meaning you, maybe you're on social media. Maybe you maybe you're listening to the Jesse Kelly show on podcast. Maybe maybe podcast a show. Many people do. Tons of our listeners do. They wait and listen to the next day or something like that. Remember, you can download the whole podcast on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes if you miss any part of the show. Let's say you're downloading on uh, uh, the podcast of it though. Okay, well that's a footprint. They that's evidence. They know what you have. So let me ask you something, and I want you to be honest with yourself. Again, you don't have to be honest with me. I want you to ask you something. Let's say. Tonight you're going out. It's dinner night. You're taking your wife or your hubby. You're going out on the town. Maybe you're going to go to someplace nice like Red Lobster. And maybe you go into Red Lobster and you sit down and you enjoy some Cheddar Bay biscuits, as you should. And if you get a salad, which I wouldn't recommend, make sure you get the Red Lobster blue cheese. It's the best blue cheese ever. If you're doing okay financially, get the cheese sticks. They have really great cheese sticks. And then what, Chris? And then when the meal comes, when you what, here's what you order. You get the shrimp scampi, and then you get the Cajun shrimp Alfredo. I didn't say shrimp Alfredo. Cajun shrimp Alfredo. And you and your wife, you get all full of red lobster, and you're so full, and you had such a lovely time, cracked a couple jokes, just happy you're still connected after all these years. And let me ask you, you walk out of red lobster full and fat and happy, 
and some deranged lunatic walks up to your wife and says, hey, give me your purse. And he kind of reaches out for it. And you, the man or your husband, depending on who I'm talking to here, reaches back and just plants one right on his jaw. Hits him real hard. He falls backwards. Uh-oh. Concrete sidewalk. Boom. Bonks his head. Uh, <clears throat> He's not moving. You pull out your phone, dial 911. Ambulance shows up. Hey, this guy's dead. Let me ask you something. You comfortable that they're not going to take a look at your footprint and decide maybe you're just a domestic terrorist? How's your local DA? How is that guy? Are you confident all the good cops aren't being run off of the police force? Let me ask you something else. This is just an interesting question. Just, just curious. Something you have to ask yourself if that horrible situation were to happen. What's your jury look like? Let's just say, oh, I don't know. Hypothetically speaking, let's say your DA is funded by George Soros. Maybe his name's Alvin Bragg, DA in New York City. Do you think he's going to look at your podcast downloads? And he will. And do you think he's going to decide this is a human being I should throw away? I should throw this human being in a dark hole. Okay, so we press his charges. Man, that's unjust. You're sitting there thinking, I, that's unjust. I was defending myself. And you're right, man. It's unjust. It is for sure. How's that New York judge? Who do you think she voted for? He voted for. How's your jury? New York City is 65% Democrat, I believe. Maybe 70, 65, 70%. It always hovers around there. Okay, so we got 12 people on your jury. How sympathetic do you think they're going to be to you when they find out that you texted a bunny, a, a, a buddy, a, a funny a funny joke a little while ago about some armed robber getting shot and killed and you made some inappropriate joke to your buddy? Ha, ha, ha. Guess he got what's coming. How do, what, do you think, how, what do you think the jury's going to say when the prosecutor holds that up in front of him and says, look at this person. He's been wanting to kill criminals forever and now he got a chance to kill someone. This is a violent, maybe white supremacist threat to democracy. Do your job. Just asking. I'm just asking if you and your family have any level of state protection or do all the levers of power around you, do each and every one of them consider you to be an enemy of the state? Because I've got news for you. If you're surrounded by that, and you probably are, Maybe you should have an honest assessment of whether or not you and your family should still reside there. Just asking. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to do some history stuff. It is December 7th, 1941. Wait a minute. No, it's not, Chris. I wanted that to sound better. It's December 7th, 2022. But we are going to discuss Pearl Harbor in December 7th, 1941 here in just a moment. And I'll be honest with you. I'm probably going to talk about it a lot. And then when I'm done talking about that, we're going to address this FBI stuff, FBI, Twitter, all that stuff. We're also going to talk about life because sadly we live in a society now where it doesn't appear that anyone on the left values life at all. In fact, I think we now know they value death. I'm looking at a headline right here. Canadian state-funded media says euthanasia will save millions 
and socialized health care costs. Boy, human life is so cheap for these people, isn't it? Is it cheap for you or do you value it? Does each life matter? Preborn is out there finding these young women who are trying to have an abortion. They're seeking them out. They're looking up how to have an abortion, where to get an abortion. And they're just reaching out and saying, hey, young lady, I know you're scared. It's okay. Let us help. Let's give you a free ultrasound. You you come in for a free ultrasound, it's free, no charge to you. And she lays down there, and she's still going to have that abortion, except she hears that heartbeat, and it's over. Now she knows she's not dealing with a clump of cells. She's dealing with a life. Go to preborn.com slash jesse and give $28 because that saves a life. That's what the ultrasound costs. Look, if you've had a great year, maybe you're donating from a business, which you can do. It's all tax deductible. Give 28000 An ultrasound machine costs 15000 Give that if you can. Preborn.com slash Jesse. All right? Sponsored by Preborn. Now, Pearl Harbor time. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.